like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about, uh, things? I know guys on crack that makes more sense than you. Finally, some honesty. It's spookiness! Friday the 13th, if you didn't realize, and Friday the 13th in Spooktober. That still didn't stop the Disorderly Show from doing its third show! Yep, Face for Radio here with you. Having a good old time, good old week. I hope you had one as well. As always, I'm joined with my... You're not a CO. I wouldn't say that. But more of a confidant? Jiminy Cricket? Jiminy Cricket, I think. That'll work? Okay. You were listening to the musical stylings of White Bat Audio, Carl Casey. And that one was called Oculus. And I thought it would be appropriate being the relevant day and month and all of that. You know, trying to stay... Topical? Yes. Face for Radio here with you with The Disorderly Show. Sage, my my compass. My Jiminy Cricket compass. Holy compass, shit. Yo. How does Disney not have that out? Compass. A Jiminy Crimpa, a Jiminy, or like a... Crumpus. Crump. <laughs> the Jiminy, Jiminy Crimpet. Crimpet? <laughs> Jiminy Cricket versus Crumpus. Huh. That would be an interesting... Or wait, maybe if they do a Crumpus of... So they do a reimagining of the nightmare... Wait, the night before Christmas? But they use Crumpus as... Or is it Krampus? What's the evil Santa? I think it's Crumpus. Crumpus? It Krampus, but I've always said Crumpus. Crumpus, really, yeah. We'll stick with Crumpus. Yeah. Because it sounds... That Krampus just sounds like... Like the Christmas shits, just kind of, <laughs> I got Krampus, ah, you know, or a Christmas period, that, that would be better. I've, I got the Krampus. I was thinking more like a Charlie horse, like you're like, oh, my muscles are cramping up. Oh, uh, could, yeah. But then how would you make that difference from a Charlie horse to, like, it, it would have to reference a specific thing. As in, instead of a Charlie horse, it's a Krampus. Oh, we understand why it's a Krampus. And you're probably going, what the fuck are you all talking about? Well, that's exactly the Disorderly Show. Anything and everything I want to face for radio here with you. And we're going to start off with just anything that's happened during this week. And so I do prepare for the show, Sage. But if I decide just to go off on a tangent on something else, well, then that's what happens. And that's the beauty of having your own show. Speaking of your own show. Oh, yeah, you'll hear this a lot. You'll hear bad transition or bad segue because <clears throat> we haven't come up with a good one. And I'm kind of disappointed in you, Sage, for not doing that yet. But, you know, third what, show. Bad transition? No, coming up with a good transition, good segues to go in and out of stories. I mean, technically, we could just be like transition. That that sounds... Pretty straightforward? Boring. I never said I was an exciting person. Speaking of, what the fuck has happened with your voice? I don't know. I woke up with a sore throat, so I think I have a 
frog stuck in my throat. Stuck? Stuck. Could be a toad. Do you down have Jiminy Cricket stuck a, in your throat? A toad stuck in my throat. So. Uh, that reminds me of a uh, back in the early 2000s when you were allowed. Well, you were allowed because there was no rules about it where you can make fun. You could do parodies of artist songs of the song. And there was a there's a YouTube channel that's obviously still up. It's going to be up just like if you have dead. Wait, you can't do parodies anymore. I thought you still could. It- well, okay, the difference is, it's not a parody. You have to change the... You have to add something or change up the music. So, like, a good example is Frog Leap Studios. They do... What they do is they take popular songs and they make a metal version of it. Okay. So, the whole thing... Okay, I understand this song. Here's the... The lyrics, apologies, water's coming back up. Um, Here's the lyrics, here's the tempo, here's all this, but then they'll throw in a tasty lick, like a good solo or something like that. That changes up the song enough to where they can claim this is an original work of art, or work of art, no. But then you can claim music is all part of art, and value it at 15,000 million, no. Anyway, what I'm saying is the banana on the fucking wall was not art. (laughs) But so back in the early 2000s, you were able to make, you could take somebody's work and make fun of it. You need, well, Weird Al got permission. No, Weird Al did get permission. These other creators didn't. So there's a YouTube channel called The Key of uh, Awesome. And they were, yeah, exactly. They were a huge channel that would make parodies of these songs. And one of those was the collaboration between Rihanna and Shakira. And they specifically mentioned the frog in the throat. And it was actually, the joke was spoiler alert. The joke was, uh, uh, Shakira was cursed with a frog in her throat. And then, uh, uh, she tricked Rihanna to getting it and then she could sing beautifully. That's what made me think that. So this show is all about that. It's pretty much just, hey, we have a structure. We know what other things we're going to talk about, but if we just go on tangents, talk about something completely different because it's all organic. Uh, It's the only organic thing I have because there is no difference between... Honestly, I don't. I don't see the difference. So much structures is just footnotes that we just follow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So we're not sitting there going. So what else should we talk about? You know, because I part of this show is where I want to stay knowledgeable. What the hell's going on? So when the when certain topics come up, because I'm not afraid to talk about those uh, touchy subjects. Because what I want to do instead of most people who talk about them, is find a solution. And not go, hey, I already have the solution, I just have to convince you. It's like, I don't have the solution. I want to talk to as many people as I can about it to then be able to go, ah, here's the commonality, here's the things we can agree on, cool, let's go forward with this, now we have a solution. Instead of going, well, I think you're wrong. It's like, how do you expect, why waste your time in those types of debates and talks? Because... 
Especially if that person's not willing to change their mind when, when presented with better data, better information. If they're not willing to do that, then at least what you could do, and this is what I do, is I go, thanks for your time. Because at least I know now not to talk to you anymore. Or at least reference you anymore or pay attention because you haven't shown that you're willing to go, hey, there's better information, there's more updated information about said topic and you're not you, you don't have a willingness to change with it so then cool thanks for letting me know that I, that's one less person I have to reference about said subject and yeah so we have a good old time so uh, you'll learn something I'll learn something and <clears throat> hopefully you don't create a drinking game off this show that's the hope Ah, so what we're going to start off with, nice and really, literally, softballs, is sports! Because I like sports, and we cover lots of things that's going on around the world, around the U.S., even good news! Yeah, there's good news that's out there, people! Not just being inundated with the horribleness that that we as humans can produce. And also, part of the show, I do, and you'll hear your tongue-tied. I will also be, at the later part of the show, going over a Medal of Honor recipient. Because I think their names need to be as recallable as any entertainer that we have. Because what they were able to do in the face of, okay, you will die... And the courage they showed in saving their fellow soldier, I, I, I want to use this platform to be able to do that. So, you'll hear all that on this show. So, Sage. Yes? Okay. I was setting you up to do the bad transition. A bad transition. Wait, I'm the perfect example of a bad transition. <laughs> Yeah, if I was setting you up to do it perfectly, it wouldn't be a bad transition. Exactly. So, you did it perfect. I'm going to hurt my brain if I keep thinking about that. So, if you didn't know, baseball teams have complexes in the Dominican Republic. That's a huge baseball nation. For good reason, because a lot of stars come out of the DR and the DR knows about that, and there have been stories of them, some shady stuff of not only the Dominican Republic, but also some teams, stories, and reports. Nothing real solid yet, but there have been some rumblings just of not so on uh, above board when it comes to the teenagers who show some promise in sports. Now, soccer is a good good example of like, hey, we're going after this 13-year-old. They're going to be in the development. They're going to be with our team, with our club, and we're going to develop them. Baseball, not as vocal about that. So... The St. Louis Cardinals do have a complex down in the Dominican Republic, and it got robbed. What? I know. Wow. uh, Nobody was injured, uh, but they stole some money, cell phones, jewelry, and 
baseball equipment, which you would think would be easy to find, if especially if it's all embroidered with the St. The Louis Cardinals emblem, to where if you see some kids out in the field, like, hey, that's a brand new bat. Hey, that's a that's a cool uh, setup for the for the catcher. Hey, those uniforms really seem, <laughs> huh? Why do you guys you guys are the Cardinals now, huh? Um. So yeah, everybody's fine. They're gonna be looking into uh, enhancing their. Uh, sec- they're gonna be reassessing the security at the complex. Kind of sounds like the. Well, obviously there was no security there, so I would kind of think it's an inside job. Possibly. Maybe. I'm everybody knows that there's no security there. Um, oh. It be that hard. But yeah, it's mean? probably something that had gone through at one point or another and seen it. That's also there, too. See, uh, maybe that's it. I'm just default to shady shit. Where you're all like, no, <laughs> no. it's it's all corruption. I'm a blanket kind of person. <laughs> but yeah, most, I mean, most things like that is someone did go through at one point or another and saw it. And, noticed. And noticed and took an opportunity to be a terrible person. Took an opportunity. <laughs> Took an opportunity to be a terrible person. And they probably listened to a lot of uh, motivational speeches on YouTube to hype them up. <laughs> when you see an opportunity, you must grab it. Yeah. Uh, so, baseball's postseason is in full swing, and we've got the ALCS and the NLCS. Coming up, and we're going to have the Phillies going against the Diamondbacks and the Texans. No, not the Texans. Those are in football. The Rangers going against the Astros, which the Texans are in Houston, but I digress. So those are going to be interesting to to watch. These playoffs, Sage, I've been having a ball because whenever you watch playoff baseball, it's everybody's still glued to it, but the difference from in years past is the rule implementations that they've had all year, which is a quite a few improvements. Oh, I've, I've seen a couple of games from now to a couple of years ago. It was definitely more exciting and kept your attention yes. more than in the past. And now there's a report coming out. <clears throat> Apologies. Of <laughs> these... <clears throat> These teams that won 100-plus games, like the Braves, the Orioles, the Dodgers, and how they have, they're, no long, they're not in the, the championship series. They don't have a shot to go to the World Series because they rested too long. So you took too long of a break and now you can't Five days. Five days. Five days from the end of the season – to when they actually started playing again, which... Did they just forget to warm up the entire lake? Were they not even stretching? See, that's the thing. That's where they're... Are you supposed to be game ready if you know a game's coming up? Which is, yeah, there was was no discussion on what they were doing in the interim. And I don't think there's any rules against you playing, you bringing in another baseball team to play at your stadium. To practice, yeah. I mean, you could you bring have in people to practice against yourselves. Well, there's that, <clears throat> or even just bring in another team. Yeah, they're not doing together. they're they're not doing anything yeah. for the postseason. Like, hey, won't you come in? We could sell, uh, like, these 
tickets that are not as high priced, but just to keep everybody loose while yeah, we're waiting. Like, so, like practice games, I'm pretty sure people would love to because then yeah. they could like also interact with the people, and it wouldn't be as high strung as. Or yeah, because you could bring in a team that closely matches the team or team or the team you think you're going to be facing in the next round, so you get a sense. Bring in a team that has like type pitchers or hitters and get a sense of True, it's I, like a practice squad yeah School maybe like squad. Managers, <laughs> i think maybe managers are just don't want to give away their secrets so practicing with another team might be frowned upon uh maybe That's but funny. again it's one of those things of uh, it's fair it's still new teams are adjusting to the new rules and a lot of those teams uh, albeit not the orioles but uh, and the braves they were able to win very recently. So this is mainly for the Dodgers. But the Dodgers have always lost in the postseason. Uh, and it took a shortened season, 2020 season, for them to actually win a World Series. So just this excuse of, oh, we waited too long, is sitting there going, uh, yeah, that is that's hilarious that – you took too long. You couldn't be responsible enough to be ready. Anywho, bad transition because I got to do it because you have no idea when to do it. Exactly. I yeah. Do not have the yeah. Just look at you and like silence. Bad transition. I mean, you can do that. Exactly the, the snapping point, and then I'll be like, bad transition. Maybe just. Oh yeah, I have to do the point because I can't just snap because that would sound mean. Just hey. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta that would. The that point, would. The yeah, the point. But just, nobody sees the point. That's true. They just hear the... But it's the rhythm, I guess. Yeah. It would be the rhythm of it. Uh, or you can say, point. <laughs> It'll be like bad transition. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Okay, so, do you remember Senator Bob Menendez out of Jersey? Do. So... Gentlemen squirreling away money because of Cuba... So, yeah, he explains that. So, if you don't know, he got in trouble. He got charged for a few things, namely one of those being bribery. And there was large amounts of cash. They found, like, close to 500 grand in his house. Mm. And some of that cash was kept in clothes. And he mentioned that it was because his family's history in Cuba and that he kept this money for emergencies. Uh, which you sit there and go like, but it's in clothes and you're a senator. How, is, what is the fuck is Cuba going to do? Is he, I don't, I, I think he's likening like, oh, this happened in Cuba, so it's going to happen here in the U.S. too. Or it's going to happen because of my experience in Cuba. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm doing all this already. It's like, come on. Anyway, him and his wife, Nadine, um, are they knew they they knew they now have a new charge. So last month they were charged with being part of a bribery scheme with some local businessmen where they were supposed where they supposedly raked in a hefty sum of cash, which we mentioned, but also some gold bars. His wife got a nice little Mercedes too. And so that was the current charges. The new one is acting like a foreign agent for Egypt. Oh, foreign agent like they were spying on Fort Egypt I'm not so much spying but more of representing 
Oh, which so is they were representing Egypt while trying to while saying they were under the radar, them. under the radar, oh. doing it, which is hilarious because the charge is you are acting like a foreign agent without the required government registration. Which you're sitting there going like, well, yeah, if you're trying to be shady, you're not going to do that. Exactly. Like, but I think this know? is I think this is more of a charge for people who are not elected officials. That's what it is. Because when that whole thing with uh, Oh, I forget his name. Once you see his face, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, there was a guy during um, uh, Trump's first run uh, at his presidency. Yeah. There was a guy who was dealing with a uh, foreign country. It could have been Ukraine. Um, but, yeah, he got charged with the same thing, I believe. Oh, by the way, tidbit. Um, <clears throat> I am not a... <laughs> I try to be as factual as I can, but don't go... Face said it, so it must be true. It's like, yeah, mostly true. Especially when I'm trying to recall something. Like, if I'm if I'm telling you what has happened, more than likely I'm able to recall that very easily. But if I'm going, um, there's a good shot, I'm going to get something wrong, so don't be all, uh. But I do, I would like you, because I would like to have this as a, as a dialogue for you to comment and help educate and read da, 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 cuz if i say something wrong that's the quickest way to educate yeah, or feel, correct feel free to be correct us when we're wrong on something yeah Just don't be a jerk about it like you know or at least be a funny be uh, a funny yeah, jerk exactly. if you're going to be Jerk, at least be a funny jerk yeah and make exactly. us laugh. right right but if you're just coming out straight being mean then you will probably not just Oh, yeah. Not pay attention to what Exactly. So, that's what's going on with him. Um, and so, they are looking to do that pretty soon. Um, bad transition. Hey, did you hear about, or did you know about um, the prisoner swap that we were having with Iran? No. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. So, there we had, uh, we froze about $6 billion of Iranian money. And we went, hey, give us these prisoners. We'll, we'll, we will release it. And they said, cool. Well, now that this whole Israel and Hamas thing is kicked off, there have been suggestions out there that because we provided that money to Iran, this allowed Hamas to kick it off. Which, timeline-wise, doesn't seem to add up, but... The U.S. and Qatar, Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R. That actually sounds pretty like Q-A-T-A-R. Song-ish. Rhythmish. <laughs> ah, maybe, maybe I could find... Ah, anyway. Um, so they are actually... Uh, Qatar's helping us out here. So they are putting a freeze on that money. Because there are stipulations for that money. Iran isn't just going to get $6 billion and be like, cool, there's no strings attached. The money can only be used for humanitarian aid. Oh, that's good. That's within the country. Right, and we got... Uh, so because of that deal, we got five American prisoners back. and uh, But because of the attack Hamas did, the U.S. and Qatar have been like, you know what, we're going to just put a pause on that and they won't be able to access that. So the money originally came from South Korea and is sitting in Qatari bank. Um, so that's kind of 
hey, for everybody who was saying out there, the $6 billion that Iran got helped this happen. Nope, they don't have the money yet. So that was kind of a interesting thing to learn. Yeah. Next, you probably didn't hear about this. Um, because it just with everything going on, um, obviously what's happening over in the Middle East right now is dominating the news headlines, uh, just everything that we read. And especially, I, I would say, also because of the escalation of what both areas are willing to do. It's like, whoa, Israel came out. Now, granted, <clears throat> we record this on Friday the 13th. Well, on Fridays. Comes out on Sunday, so I have no idea what's going to be happening over the weekend. But Israel did come out and basically tell everybody in North Gaza, you need to move south quick. And that's over a million people. Yeah, that makes it really hard. Oh, massively. That's a lot, a heavy undertaking. To do that in a short amount of time? Exactly. Uh, and there was also questions like, well, what about people who can't move? What do you get? What, exactly. what? You got old people, you got children, you got uh, handicapped, you got the infirm. Medical, yeah, the, the all infirm, of that. Like the, yeah, old. Yeah. Invalid. Um, so. It's not that we're, it's not that I'm trying to avoid talking about it. It's more of, well, again, I'll default. This is my fucking show. I'll talk about whatever I want to. And I want to learn more. I'm learning more, actually. Part of the show is helping, is, I'm giving myself fucking homework. And I want to learn more about this to talk about it because it is one of, it's a quandary where. Quite an interesting topic and events going on oh well not not only what's occurring right now but what has occurred and then you put that in the context of all right if we if we how do one thing i haven't heard about um this whole thing is yeah well, and again, maybe I haven't been able to find it yet or read about it yet, is viable solutions. Because there are people out there that will throw out their own solutions to something, but it's like, come on, that is, that's that's not a solution at all. That's yeah. just what you want to have happen. And the other side doesn't want that to happen. And of course, I'm being broad here with this because you can apply it to most things, especially political talk and, or politics, not just political talk, but politics. And you just don't get anywhere. So I'm hopefully trying to find somewhere along the lines, I'll find somebody who actually has somewhat of a solution like, Oh, okay, this could work. Um, but I wanted you all to know that there's a reason I'm not purposefully avoiding it, but it is so, I want to have all, I want to have my knowledge in a row to where I, this would be one of those things to where I feel confident being able to talk about it and reference it easily Instead of going, okay, I need all these notes. I need all these things. Did I misspeak here? Did I misdo this? Because, oh, even though, yeah. <laughs> even though this show is just getting off the ground, uh, I do have high hopes for it. And I'm able to see where our biggest listeners are. So anybody over in uh, Belgium, thanks. That was awesome to see. Had no Appreciate idea. You. That would be it. But the other biggest listener 
comes from Ashburn, Virginia. Thank you. Do you Thank well? You. Hang on, hang oh, on. Oh, oh. Do you know what's in Ashburn, Virginia? I don't know. Cybersecurity companies, government contractors. Okay. That's interesting. That's a word for it. The other one is: Are they? Do they go? Hmm. Let's listen to him and see if he's somebody we can allow to talk, or if we need to put on a list somewhere. I think it's more of them just laughing at us. I hope so. I well, not at you. I don't want. I don't want it laughs at you. You're supposed to be the wise one. You don't want to laugh at the knowledgeable one, or at least the guiding one, or the Uncle Iroh. Uh, nobody laughs at that one. Should anyway, unless purposely. Anywho, bad transition with this story. Uh, so, with there's been a lot of now that God, it seems like history is repeating itself. We are. Uh, we're, the military's moving away from the counterinsurgency uh, movement that got built up ever since September 11th. Now we're going back to the age-old, hey, we're the Russians and the Chinese are the ones we have to face. Actual countries instead of cowards hiding behind women and children. So, uh, with the rise of AI, the... Navy and the Air Force and the Marines, they're looking at robotic planes and boats and such. So the Army's like, well, that's not our playground. We're on the land. So they're looking at robotic combat combat vehicles or RCVs. Now, there's a new prototype out there called the TRX Shorad that's made by General Dynamics Land Systems. And it got the best new product title at the U.S. Army's yearly bash. Okay. Um, First off, where is this? I'd love to get tickets. I really want to go. Also, what other awards are awarded at this thing? Because if one gets best new product, there has to be other little ones as... Well, I wouldn't say little ones, but other awards. Because if it's... (laughs) I I just don't see... I think. I'm not entirely sure. Because they had... I think there's a magazine that mentions it on occasion. And I remember seeing that there was two brothers that had basically built like a mini tank that could be just like a regular vehicle, which would be so much easier for the military to use. But it's been a while since I've read it, so I have to find that in... in don't take my word on it just because of how long it's been, but it, I just remembered that because it was so interesting of how that tank looked. So you're saying I need to... Well, you could find this vehicle. It, it's already out there. Oh, true, yeah. Yeah. No, it is. You don't have to be sure. It is. I'm That's telling you, it's out there. Because you I told was... me. I believe you. <laughs> what I'm referencing is, what I tried to take away what, what you said is that this... No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the I'm year... that I do believe I know what you're talking about for the... That there's a magazine for this, yes, for, for what the military's looking at. Yeah. I gotta find... I hope there is. That would be... But... At least there used to be. Hey, a... but I'm also trying to get some free okay. swag. And... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. Go ahead. Continue. Man. Now, TRX stands for Tracked Robot 10 Ton, which is... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lightweight vehicle compared to the massive tanks out there. But uh, you know why? 
Those tanks are lightweight, and the tanks we currently have now are massive. Because there's people inside a tank! <laughs> Jesus Christ, That's that. you didn't need to have that in the article. Hey, it's lightweight. It's lighter than a regular tank. Well, no shit. <laughs> there's nobody in it. Uh, bear with me, but I think computer parts are a little bit more lightweight than a human. Uh, so the cool thing about this, besides being one of those uh, that it's able to, so basically this thing can be outfitted with a lot of things but mainly it's uh, it looks to be a air defense system that can be around soldiers and help them out stay there uh, in those areas and not have to worry about drones or fighter planes coming in because instead of having those air defense systems close by or they have to be in the range this can move with the soldiers as they're advancing okay but it's not just for that they can also be outfitted with quite a few more things on it but anyway like a tactical puppy yeah <laughs> tracked puppy tracked yeah tactical tracked puppy <laughs> i like that so yeah uh just if you thought that we weren't you know, we were giving away all of our cool stuff to Ukraine and now Israel. Fear not! Our military-industrial complex is continuing to churn out. And we're just getting more and more, for those of us in our age range, we're getting more and more examples of uh, the Terminator. Terminator universe is going to happen. Oh, actually, yeah, this article actually... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They actually have a date on, or a year... Of when the confrontation with China is going to happen. The what? Yeah. Why would you set a date? I, I Maybe this is a slip of the tongue. I don't know, but they said 2040 is when the confrontation is supposed to go down. So that's a mere 17 years away. Well, that doesn't seem it far away. Does not, yeah, it. it doesn't seem far at all, but it's only 17 years. So if you have a one-year-old, uh, I guess get them into survival training? Uh, urban, like uh, post-apocalyptic, um, make them distrustful of anything electronic. Something. But that's not going to happen because you're going to shove an iPad in front of their face and go, I'm parenting. That's not parenting. That's shutting up the kid. And then you wonder why they have a problem with scrolling and shit when they turn 15. It's like, because they've been doing it for 15 years. I don't know. Age adaptivity. I mean, the, I mean, children these days, they have computer science classes in high school, when that's something you used to take in college way back in the day. True. True, but I, I don't think slapping a screen in front of a child for upteen hours of the day. Oh, that's definitely. I mean, I'm all for screen time, but I think there should be a limit in how much you put in. But in you are the parent, and you have to deal with the consequences, just like those parents who unfortunately have, they're the parents of school shooters. It's like you have your life is going to be turned inside out to figure out how what occurred for this kid to decide to do this. Yeah, yeah that's... I'm just staring at you like you're yeah. like, how do I pick this up? What do I do? You know yeah, what? That's a, definitely a hard topic. Here's here's anyone. <laughs> if you don't know what to say, just go bad transition. Like we're done talking. Bad transition. <laughs> <laughs> So last week, or was it two weeks ago? Remember, I was telling you about the Chinese chemical lab that was uh, that was in California. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, no, sorry, not Nevada, California. Yeah, in California. Sorry. Uh, so 
apparently nobody's checking on the Chinese because they're in Wyoming now doing a huge crypto mining operation. But here's the thing. Dude, sounds like China needs to get a shirt that says, to my defense, I was left unattended. <laughs> with, uh, with Pooh Bear. Exactly. With Xi Jinping as, as Pooh Bear. Um, the, the concerning thing about this is they are parked right across the street from a major Microsoft data center that works with the Pentagon and it's super close to the Francis E. Warren Air Force Base that has nuclear missiles. <laughs> what? And you know with a crypto mining operation, those things suck so much power. Dude. They even, in Texas, they were paying crypto farmers, hey, we're going to give you millions of dollars to not run your shit and take down and weaken the power grid. Yeah. So they actually did the calculations on the size of this uh, crypto farm that it's using enough electricity for guess how many homes? 30? Fuck off. Come on. Give me, give me an astronomical know. number. Astronomical 3,000? More astronomical. Really? Yeah. Are we going like 10,000? We're going 55,000 homes. Holy you got to think on us. You got to think on like a Chinese a city, scale. Yeah. Like an entire city. But in in a fucking building. Wow. Yeah. For one, how in the Okay, Dude, I How much stuff like that? Cuz um computers that do cryptocurrency decryption get pretty hot so i'm guessing it also had to do a lot of it oh yeah because you have to cooling have, yeah, all that, that right room you have to have to in the cooling from underneath and for it to flow everywhere that's probably where a lot of the energy flow is going to as well i'd probably say like it's 50 50 split i could be wrong i'm not very good at mathematical <laughs> I'm, i didn't bring output. i didn't bring you on for your knowledge of this <laughs> it's just it's for output. you to go like hey face you need to call it back it up or you that's that's totally think about it this way that's what you're here for not for math there's a re i have somebody for oh, thank math. Goodness, because oh we'd be in trouble if that was the case my concern with this is that i hope it's not because there's, there, you would hope that somebody in the intelligence community knew that the Chinese were going there, and they allowed them there with the the thought that they could spy on what the Chinese were doing. But now, because they're so close to everything, maybe they're going, mm, no, we're going to do something nefarious. The whole concern is like, not only are they near a base with nuclear missiles, which don't be don't be alarmed because it runs on analog. There's no reason we should be updating that system to anything digital because that's 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 shit. That's you don't when you run into trouble. Yeah, exactly. If it's analog with those big old floppy disks and shit, yeah, there's you keep it that way. Yeah, because it's easy to keep offline. Oh, massively. But for the uh, the Microsoft data center, that's hopefully we'll learn more about this. But yeah, yeah so, 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 a, so a Chinese, uh, a, a Chinese chemical lab, and if you didn't know, basically they were uh, doing all sorts of experiments, and there's a, you know, they were doing it on shitloads of mice, and we have no idea where they're at, right? Well, we know where a lot of them are, but you know, some could escape. We've seen this all the time. Hell, the Black Plague didn't didn't start with a, uh, I wouldn't say like a shipload. Of rats, but 
it just grew quickly from one, yeah. basically. Well, what do we have to do with? Or, oh, I think what's going to happen. So, we're gearing up. We know that there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. We just know that's going to happen. So, this all this AI stuff is our way of combating against the zombies. So, it's going to be Terminator versus zombie. So, Walking <laughs> Dead versus Terminator. I don't know how that would work because the Terminator would... show about that. Well, but you would have to have different zombies to make it viable because I, I don't foresee their, I mean, how could the walking dead zombies go against the term unless you make the terminators a limited number that would have to be the, the difference. I mean, you can make, but robots can make themselves anywho. We're maybe not like. True AI, but artificial AI, because those are limited by oh, what, what, okay. what is programmed into them to learn. Ah, okay. So I think that would be one way to... Oh, in one of the episodes, you could have it to where the AI believes this is a human, but it's a zombie, but allows it to go through, and you're like, no, don't go to the heroes, or the main people in the story. Right. Yeah. And then you see some hacker... Maybe like someone infected, but not necessarily zombified yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, what the fuck is going on with the Chinese here with this? But speaking of Microsoft, this is actually, I was surprised with this, and I'm surprised nobody else has brought it up, but hey, after the the an infusion of money into the IRS, guess who they're going after? I already, I already uh, told you. Microsoft? Yeah. So the IRS has told Microsoft they owe $28.9 billion in back taxes with extra for penalties and interest. Now, uh, the IRS is not just doing this alone. They've actually hired a corporate law firm to help them out, which is like, oh, instead of IRS, okay, we got a law firm who's incentivized to, to make sure this can happen. Um, so, but this all started back in 2005 where Microsoft did this big tax play where they sold their super valuable intellectual property to a tiny factory that they owned in Puerto Rico. Well, why did they do that? Well, Puerto Rico gave them a sweet tax deal. And so Microsoft's profits flowed to this small facility, which just put out their windows and office software onto CDs. Now, initially, the IRS didn't make a big deal about it, but in 2011, they formed a new team to investigate these types of setups, especially with big tech companies. You hear this all the time of where it's legal to move stuff uh, offshore and make that the company, and that way it avoids taxes. It happens like quite a bit. building that has like 3,000 companies in it or something. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, at one point, the... Uh, a judge cited, so they were in and out of court for years. Like I said, this is all started back in 2005. And at one point, the judge did side with the IRS saying Microsoft was basically trying to dodge taxes. And you fast forward a bit and Microsoft publicly announced that the IRS, uh, the IRS is huge $29 billion claim, but they argued that they already paid about 10 billion of it on their overseas profits. But it's like that those overseas, like, did that even come back into the the U.S. and back into the U.S.'s coffers. So basically, with the with that, they just admitted, yeah, we we did it, but we don't owe that much. We've already we only owe nineteen. We didn't do that. <laughs> and if we did, it wasn't as bad as it sounds. 
So, but uh, Trump's 2017 tax bill played a key role here because it made companies bring those overseas profits uh, back at a special low tax rate. And by 2017, Microsoft had stashed about $142 billion in profits mm. overseas. Now, the battle's moving to the IRS's internal appeals division, and Microsoft is going to fight their case there, but then they might go to tax court if that doesn't work out. But this is not this is not over for a long shot, but just to know, oh, okay, the IRS, hey, what do you know? If you don't gut it, it's actually working for us, for the American people. There's, I mean, $142 billion, I'm all for businesses making money, but if they're just going to go, look, we're... We're we're decoupling ourselves from the country that we're in. Yeah, because they also get tax breaks and stuff. Yeah. And they also get incentives and stuff. We yeah. also pay them to do stuff for us. So them completely not paying their dues like the rest of us is is it's fucked insulting. Up. Oh, that's so, yeah, yeah. You said it better. The, the major insult of it is <laughs> And what's the major insult? That they're basically lacking that everyone else pays their dues. Oh, but that they don't. yeah, but they am using the whole well. Other companies do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna line everybody up on a bridge. Is that it? See who jumps. Are you gonna follow? Bad transition. <laughs> so you remember uh, George Santos? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's got another charge. Oh. Yeah. So he's facing 23 federal charges relating to allegedly stealing his donors' identities and misusing their credit cards. Yeah, they're saying he took unauthorized money and put it into both his campaign fund and his personal bank account. In one case, they claim that he took out $12,000 from a donor's credit card without authorization and moved it into his own account. Wow, that is yeah. That's pretty brazen. I mean, so, it's pretty ballsy. Well, one of the reasons they're thinking he did this because obviously he's not talking to anybody, and he has a court date later this month, so we'll be able to get to hear and the update of what's going to happen there. But the uh, the reason he did all of this was to show the Republicans he can actually draw in money. Bring in money. It's like, well, yeah, if you steal it, it's really yeah. easy to bring in money. Of course it is. Maybe it was his way of like, look, I can I can do this and get away with it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> uh, Menendez, fucking Santos, like fantastic. You know, let's go with something more political. Stay with the political theme, but we're moving on into Ecuador. So. You, I don't know if you know this or not, but there was a anti-corruption presidential candidate, Fernando Villa, apologies if I can. No, Villa Vicencio. I hope I pronounced that right. Probably didn't. I'd have to look at the name again. You'd have to look at it? I'd have to look at the name to tell you how to pronounce it. you saying I, I didn't pronounce it the way that helps you figure it out what it is? I'm bad at imaginary spelling. Vila Viacencio. Yeah, that's close to it. Via Viacencio. Via Viacencio. Yeah. 
Um, so he was assassinated, and Ooh. six people were arrested. And the uh, uh, they were Colombians, and the Ecuadorian. It doesn't say there was guards, but somebody in the prison didn't want to wait to confirm if they actually did this or not. So they went ahead and killed all six. Can we say cover up? Oh, I didn't even think. Here I am doing the whole, oh man, I go to the dark places and here you're going. Oh yeah, easy, easy. CIA. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. That's true. But it, like, that definitely smells like a cover-up to me. Like, oh, they, they did it, but... They did it, we don't want them talking. Yeah, we don't want them talking. Or, yeah. or, they, or, or because they did it, they, quote-unquote, they need to to pay their penance. And then, oh, 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 well, I didn't know they didn't do it. Like, no one, they didn't say, they didn't say it otherwise. It's... Huh. Yeah, so... <laughs> That was something to to read. Like, damn. Uh, I know I'm not supposed to travel to some countries, but whew, okay, that's that's another one on the list. Um, let's see. What do I want to? What do I want a bad transition to? Uh, next. Oh, hey, remember that uh, big lithium mine? The proposed or not the proposed, but there's this big lithium mine supposedly found in Nevada, the yeah. biggest in the world. Yeah. Well. <laughs> environmentalists are uh they are they are trying to use a snail to block the mine from being made a, a snail, a snail. Oh. the king's river Berg, p-y-r-g uh and it's so rare that it's only known habitat is in 13 springs near where the mining company is building its Thaka pass mine uh, so that's just kind of funny how they're like, you know what? We're going to stop this for a snail. It's like, mm, had, do you live in America? Now I granted, granted, I don't want companies out there. And I know the, the EPA has a, a duty to make sure, Hey, let's, it's about finding balance. It's not, it shouldn't be to shut down production or businesses, but also businesses need to be in check and not sit here and go, you know what? Let's just dump the chemicals here. Let's just fuck everything up here. There has to be a balance. But I found that funny that they're going, hey, we found a rare snail and it only lives here. So we're not going <laughs> to, we're going to make sure that we're going to lock this up. And you just sit there and go, okay, well, for one, this is America. There's no way we're not going to build that mine for that much money. Yeah. For the, all that lithium. No. Uh, but for, of all the tactics <laughs> to use a, a snail, uh, that's just funny. Uh, let's, oh, Hey, back to politics. Bad transition. <laughs> bad. What's better? Bad transition or bad segue? Because there's a product named the Segway, would that cause confusion to some idiot out there? Segways are bad. Uh, you wouldn't have any mention it. Uh, I think for the most part, I, I'm going to give people credit and say that they'll know that we're the Segways from one place to another that we're going to be talking or one topic to another. Give people the benefit of the doubt, I guess. <laughs> 
You're so kind-hearted. Right. You think the best of everyone. <laughs> if <laughs> if facial expressions could be heard. So, in Connecticut, in its largest city, there's a uh, um I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce this right. Mayoral. Um, of, of the vote like for mayor. You, I like how you, you question me like I'm looking at the words you're looking at. <laughs> There's a primary for mayor. Okay, may, mayoral? Mayoral. Mayoral. And it's for, uh, so it's between two Democrats and one Democrat. Uh, Wanda Geeter Pataki. P-A-T-A-K-Y, again, if I don't pronounce these right, let me know, is um, she's in a lawsuit over possible illegal ballot stuffing. Oh. And when she was questioned about it in court, essentially, she, uh, especially if she was the one caught on camera making several visits to an election drop box and stuffing it with what looked like ballots, she pled the fifth. Wow. I mean... You don't want to incriminate yourself, I guess. But. And the guy who lost the primary, John Gomes, obviously is demanding a redo of the election or that the judge declares him the winner uh, since he only lost by a thin margin. And uh, which then, even if he gets on, there's going to be another general election real soon after that for this position anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, there are videos that show a woman who kind of looks like Gita Pataki. Again, I don't think that's how it is, but that's what I'm going with. Repeatedly putting documents in a Dropbox. And the thing is, in Connecticut, if you're voting with an absentee ballot, only you or a few specific people can drop off your ballot. So, yeah, if, uh, if the same person is dropping all of these off, yeah, of course, that's ballot yeah. stuffing. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't think, uh, man, if they, uh, you know, we only hear about it for the big elections, not for small ones, but see, this is why you listen to the show. Cause I pick these things up. I find them. I go, Hey everybody, if you didn't know, now, now you, you know. know, uh, let's see what's next. Um, you wouldn't think it. I mean, I guess. Sort of, you would, but um, the cartels are making all their their way up to Alaska. Which, you sit there and go like, really, is every other place kind of set? That's, that's the last frontier? Is it expansion, I guess? Yeah, but it's... Not to say it's... Not to, not to demean Alaska. Alaska is a very beautiful, big-ass place. But typically, if you're wanting to make a profit... On a product, you don't go to a place where, I don't know, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, or that, or they actually, oh, that's why. Here, I'm thinking they wouldn't have enough disposable income, but the state does pay people to live there or do things there, so there's your disposable income. Hmm. Anywho... Yeah, so if you if you thought going up to Alaska, just letting you know, if you want to go up to Alaska to escape any drug-riddled place that you're at, thinking that it'll be affordable, well, their uh, cartels are up there now. So, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> maybe move down to where the cartels are and be like, ah, they'll never find me here! 
<laughs> as if they're trying to find you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired from someone that's not looking for me. <laughs> Why didn't you find me? What do you mean? The hide and seek game. I won. We were playing hide and seek. What were we doing? Uh, let's, how about we transition to some good news? Hmm? Good transition? Hmm? Uh-huh. Well, I see what you did there. Uh, so, the James Webb telescope found something that shouldn't exist. My heart. No. Um, sorry, I was trying. Everyone's doing the holiday thing now, so I was trying to do a Grinch sort of thing. Size is too small. Okay, it worked in my head. Um, So the James Webb Telescope found huge free-floating objects about the size of Jupiter in the Orion Nebula. So the big deal is um, because everything we knew about how a star and planet are formed is not pertaining to what these things are doing. And these objects are coming in pairs. So Two Jupiters basically are floating next to each other that shouldn't exist. Now, there are some images that are out there, and I got to say, it looks unbelievable. And uh, the acronym that NASA has dubbed these things is the Jupiter Mass Binary Objects, or JUMBO. (laughs) That's what these are, JUMBOs. Um, So... As for the age of these jumbos, they're basically babies in the terms of the universe, only about a million years old, and they're still pretty hot with temperatures around 1,000 degrees Celsius, Uh, but they are going to cool down super fast and freeze since they're mostly gas, and they're probably not a good place to look for alien life. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. They're not near a star. That's the thing. Not only in pairs, not only massive in size like Jupiter, but they're not rotating around a star. They're just... They're just, just chilling there, floating about. They're, they're just spinning around and just cruising around, trying to find something. Which is... I wonder, because based on your description, it just seems like they're just hanging in one spot versus floating through the nether, I guess, through the void. Um, <laughs> no, they're, yeah, they're free-floating objects. Really? Yeah. So... That's kind of cool. Speaking of, another NASA thing. Let's see. I know I have it here. Uh, Recently, remember we were talking about the... A capsule that returned to Earth landed in Utah about... uh, We were able to land on an asteroid, extract some... This is one of the asteroids that we we think we can determine get a better sense of what was happening at the beginning at the birth of the universe so that landed fine in utah with some dark matter so we've got uh zombies terminator and alien all those franchises are are coming together and just we're yeah we're we're repeating our our greatest hits uh or is this are we all dead and we're just, we're all self-consciously experiencing the last moments of our lives. You know, when people say they get flashbacks of what their (laughs) life was, we're all, we're all experiencing that collectively. But then you're going, what about the people who were born now? Eh, they don't matter. No, I'm kidding. You do. They're running out of things to do. So they recycle it. (laughs) uh, That's much better, much better of an explanation. So we've got, 
we're going to be able to watch the Terminator take on aliens with zombies in the mix while we're while we get to play around in the Matrix. We're in the Matrix and we get to play around and do this stuff. But if we die in the Matrix, then we die. Our brain dies. Or does it repeat us like we just had a bad nightmare? Like, you know, when you feel like you're falling out of bed. Is, uh, that, is that what it's going to happen? Hmm. Possibly. Anywho, NASA's going after another asteroid. This is going to be a six-year mission, but the unique thing about this is it's going for a metal-covered asteroid. Metal-covered. Metal asteroid. Is the probe pro going to be outfitted? I, I would guess it would have to be outfitted with drills, but I'm pretty sure it would probably be able to pick up debris on the asteroid. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Um, So, the spacecraft is going to use solar electronic propulsion and a unique laser communication system to reach the asteroid, and its mission, if it chooses to accept it, is to gather data that can answer fundamental questions about the formation of our solar system and the conditions necessary for life on Earth, such as the role of the planet's iron core in creating a magnetic field. Um, so this asteroid is, which is their, uh, is it, it, you pronounce it Psyche? P-S-Y-C-H-E? Or is this another one you have to see? Or you're, you're, (laughs) Papa Sierra Yankee, Charlie Hector Echo. Yeah, I think that's psyche. I think you're right. Uh, it's, the, it's the largest known metal-rich asteroid among the approximately nine discovered so far, located in the outer part of the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. So, you didn't know? Now you know. Um, some other good news. Did you? There have been some concerns about bumblebees and their disappearance. And no, they're the cutest. I said it's good news. Yay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still can't get over your voice. Me. It doesn't sound right. I'm sorry. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get that frog out of my throat. <laughs> um, so it turns out they are, they can kick the ass of Asian hornets. Nice. So when a hornet goes after them, these buff-tailed bumblebees have a tactic where they drop to the ground and pull the hornet down with them. And so either the hornet loses its grip while they're falling or the bee goes full-on combat mode, raising its stinger and fighting until the hornet quits. And scientists over at the University of... What the fuck is that called? X... <laughs> Xetor? E-X-E-T-E-R. I don't... X... Exetor? Exeter? I don't know. And I don't know where the hell this thing's located. Um, but they did this experiment 120 times. And the bee came out the winner 120 times. Nice. So, uh, for the honeybees, so the reason this is an issue is that hornets do this thing called hawking, where they hover outside the bee's nest and target the ones returning home. But with bumblebees... Well, the Hornets tried the same approach since they were always unsuccessful. So, some good news that there's actually some fighters out there that it's it's not just the human race that fights back. All of nature fights back. They find a... Nature. 
finds a way. Terrible Goldblum, I know. Um, Hey, were you wondering where all the salmon was going? I know it kept you up at night. Um, so there's a, there's a big, we're still on the good news people. So just to let you know, I'm not going to dive back into terrible things. I am later, uh, just FYI, I'm going to get into some terrible shit later. Uh, but I figured, (laughs) how about we take a little breather, go like, Hey, it's just some good news out there. And then get into the, Oh, right. You've reminded me we're, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, which can you have? Yeah, you can have both. God. Double rainbow guy showed us that. Um, in the Calmath River in California, well, they're taking down the largest dam there after two decades of fighting for it. So tribal nations were the one that were able to basically do this. So they're removing four big hydroelectric dams, which is going to allow wild salmon to return from the Pacific and stream and swim, swim upstream to spawn. But they haven't been able to do that in over a hundred years. So now they're going to be able to. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, the dam was, the first dam was built in 1925. And uh, more dams had continued to be built up. And then uh, it just continuously, obviously, reduced that salmon population. So now they're they're making that transition of like, okay, we're going to make this... uh, we're going to change this up. And we've seen this. There have actually been pockets of news like this where we're able to, uh, I think it happened over in Norway, where they were able to change a mine, uh, a mine, not a mime, a mine back to its original state, its natural state where nature came back. So it's kind of one of those things of like, hey, all right, this is that balance I was talking about. If you're able to find a way to like, hey, for this business, we're going to take all of this out and then we're able to restore it back to what it was, nobody's going to have a problem with it. Exactly. Everybody will be fine with it. Yeah, because when you leave and you leave all of your trash there, it's... That's what everyone... It's like, that's... It takes a lot longer for nature to get back into balance because nature's going to correct itself either way. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, we, us going in there and disrupting something that shouldn't isn't normally disrupted is. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Good transition. Did you know? No. That redheads actually do have souls. Wow. Gingers have souls. So there was actually two, uh, a professor and a doctor from the University of College Cork. Everybody, it's C O R K. <laughs> and along with a team of international scientists, found traces of the ginger pigment in some 10 million year old frog fossils. So, this discovery uh, is basically hints that the iconic ginger hair mutation has been around for quite some time and not just, not just a running joke, but it's been here. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to actually see, be like, really? They, and ironically enough, neither of them are redheads. How do you come up with an idea like that? Because it's, uh, do you just sit around and be like, you know what? Everybody says they don't have souls and where'd it come from? And Hey, you know, let's see what we can find now. I wonder what the unique jokes will be about, hey, you came from frogs. 
will be, but... Uh, <laughs> Did you know your ancestors are frog? Is it the frog in your throat right now? Is that a redhead? <laughs> Do you feel a tickle? Um, hey, everybody. You may not like dominoes. I'm kind of partial to it. Um, but again, it's it's one of those, hey, you're you're on a scale of pizzas to get. You, you, you're, you're getting what you're paying for. Of the ones you can get quickly, I'd say they're up there as the better quality ones. But I'm definitely not going to put them over actual restaurant quality ones or ones where an entire city's identity is based off of uh, off pizza that they make. But Domino's is doing something that is like, what? The emergency pizza program. What? What? Instead of thinking about that time you burned your dinner or when the power went out or you get surprise visit from in-laws, those are the kind of emergencies you could use this for. So if you sign up on their loyalty program and order a pizza that's at least $7.99, you can get an emergency pizza credit. Emergency pizza. So you order the pizza. Okay. Then later on, let's say, ah, shit, you tried to cook and it's shit. Well, what do we do now? It's too late to try to cook anything else. I can go to Domino's and order another medium pizza, I would imagine, and then they'll bring it to you for free. Okay. I can see how that would be very good. But this only goes until February 11th. Okay. So. Limited time offer? Limited time, but if it goes well... They'll they'll keep it around. They ain't gonna be oh, that sure. dumb. But yeah, so if if uh so basically you're getting two pizzas for the price of a medium. Okay. So instead of them going, hey, it's eight ninety or seven ninety nine for two medium pizzas, which everybody's gonna jump on, there'll be a huge reduction in the supply that they have because it's like two pizzas for two mediums for eight bucks? Hell yeah. They're going to go, you need to join our loyalty program. We're going to be able to sell your information to be able to. Now, am I saying they're going to do that? No. But anytime you put your personal shit out there, there's a potential it's going to get sold. So. Yeah, true. I'm pretty sure they'll use it for their own marketing. Oh, yeah, there's that. That's, that's probably the main reason they're doing it is their own marketing. And speaking of marketing, have you done the 23andMe thing? No. Well, that's a very novelty-driven gift, I guess. What are you, what are you fucking around with over there? Oh, I, I found a clicky thing. Sorry. Is this too boring? Am I not? No, I just can't hold. Are screen. you not entertained? <laughs> I hope that doesn't count. That probably got picked up on your mic. I'm sorry probably. about that. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. But I didn't want to yell directly into mine. Uh, if you've done the 23andMe, I know you're sitting there going like, what the fuck happened? Um, well, looks like hackers have stolen a bunch of the user data. And I'm for that to happen. <laughs> that is such a large concentration of data that people are willingly giving those companies. So to steal that data would naturally be a good, uh, the next step to it. Yeah, so... Um, Back on August 11th, there was this hacker on a notorious cybercrime forum named Hydra. Very unique name. (laughs) 
uh, said they had a lot of 23andMe user data exactly similar to what got displayed on another forum named Breach Forums recently. So this hacker said they had a whopping 300 terabytes of 23andMe's user data. And when they tried to sell or when they tried to tell 23andMe about it, Jesus, when they tried to tell 23andMe about it, they felt that the company didn't take them seriously enough, so they asked, the hacker was asking just for, you know, $50 million for all the data, but they were also willing to sell, you know, smaller things. And what's even more wild about this, this entire scenario was actually posted on Reddit in a 23andMe subreddit on the same day the hacker bragged about it on Hydra. Gotta love Reddit. I, I certainly do, because that is one of the most factual places that you'll be able to, they, they can really shut down and provide the relevant information when somebody comes on with some bullshit. Be like, nope, this is what it is. Or we're able to find it out quickly. Um, so the hacker even uh, apparently shared some of this stolen data with a top Silicon Valley executive, which was the same one, or which was one of the same of the, Jesus Christ, which was the same as one of the data sets that later appeared on breach forms. And the data is said to include details about a million users of Jewish origin and about 100,000 Chinese users from 23andMe. But here's the kicker. 23andMe isn't talking about whether the leaked data is real or not. They didn't even respond when they asked, hey, what's your response to all this shit they're, being, they're telling you about or that's being discussed on these hacking forums? They're, they're being mums the word. So... Hoping it goes away. Well, I'm sitting here going, how how is it two weeks in a row we have a story of a company that is not owning up? Last week we talked about those baby cribs. Well, no, they weren't cribs. They were... The bassinet Yeah, things. the bassinet things were the company that there was a recall for their, in, for their product and the company was not helping out with the recall. It's like, what the fuck? What? And now you got 23andMe, which I didn't do that either. I don't need to be told I'm related to Genghis Khan. I know I am. Every buddy is. Uh, so many children. Well, not him, but everybody else. It was yeah. yeah they. Yeah, it's good to be the king. It's not just a. It's not just the same. Um, and let's see here. Oh, let's get back into terrible news. Um, bad transition. So, you know about what the UAW has been doing, right? No. What, what the? Oh, come on. They're the one of the largest unions that oh, make vehicles. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, sorry. Should I have yes, said sir. United Auto Workers? Probably. Would that have helped? <laughs> um, so, there have been some stories that have been happening this week that where it's like, okay, they're making some progress. They're not making some progress. So now what they're doing is they are about 8,700 workers are joining up with the strike and it's a truck plant in Kentucky. And the reason this is a big thing is because this is a, this now is a major plant. All the previous plants were, Painful, but not excruciating. Not like, oh, now, now this is going to hurt. This is more of just, eh, uh, are they serious? Are they not? Uh, or they, they could delay. Like, oh, we could weather the storm. We could do this. Uh, but this one is a, a major one 
that Ford uses, and now it's like, whoa, shit. Um, so the that Kentucky truck plant alone is responsible for uh, it pulls in twenty five billion dollars a year, and that's that's one sixth of Ford's global car money. How much money are they fucking making? Yeah, really. That's one sixth. No fucking way. That's huge. Wow. Brings in twenty five billion. One sixth. Do I have to? Okay. How do you? Okay. (laughs) Now I'm gonna be doing the damn. Hopefully I can do this calculation right. So twenty five billion dollars. I've. Oh no! I have to add another. That is nine zeros times that by, what, a sixth? No, that's not right. Anyway, I'll figure it out. But only one sixth of it? Wait, wouldn't you? Ah, never mind. I'm not going to sit and try to figure it out. You can comment. You can you can send something to me and be like, hey, here's that answer. And be like, thank you, kind person. Uh, but yeah. So now it's being expanded, and this is all for Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. Which, of all the of all the companies that own cars, I am really not liking Stellantis. I just the name doesn't sound right, and to be associated with Dodge and the Hellcat and the D, it's like who owns these massive, awesome cars? Stellantis. It's like fucking what? Sounds like one of those cheesy sitcom companies that you just expect it to be there ah, completely fake that's what it ah, sounds like a completely fake yeah. company <laughs> um i don't know would you say eh, this is probably i would say good news uh do you uh moderate transition i don't know well moderate most people i guess no this would be good transition because this is somebody who is uh, justice being served for their consequences so, do you remember a Carly Russell? She faked her own kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, she tried to make the claim she was innocent of making false reports, but the judge said, nah. And now she's facing a year in jail and has to pay almost 18 grand for all the trouble she's caused. Now, her lawyer mentioned that they're trying to appeal, which I get it. You're the lawyer, you're, you know, work for your client. Um, to try to mainly just avoid the jail times. Like, look, can we just avoid the jail time and just have her work on paying back uh, this all this money that was used to try to find her? Uh, so uh, if you didn't know, you don't remember. So she staged her kidnapping back in July where she made a 911 call about a kid on the highway. But when the cops showed up, her stuff was there, but she wasn't. After nearly two days and a massive police search, she shows up saying she'd been kidnapped and she m- managed to escape. But police did some digging around and found out she'd actually been Googling stuff like costs for Amber Alerts and how to steal cash from registers. They even found that she looked up bus tickets in the movie Taken on the day she vanished. <laughs> wow. I, I read about there's another lady that did the same thing, like in California, uh something Papini. Yeah. She, so she 
she basically faked her kidnapping. The husband pinged her phone, and they found her Apple iPhone on the side of the road. And a few weeks later, they someone called in a 911 saying that there's a woman tied up at the at the side of the road, and they went and picked her up, and she had a branding on it. Turns out she was living with her ex and told her ex that her husband was abusive, yeah. and so he hid with her, so she hid or he hid her, and then. Once it came out that they were looking for a suspicious so-and-so, he's all like, oh, no, 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 I did not kidnap her. This is, like, like, she, he's like, she branded herself. Like, I came home from work one day, and she had this, uh, she branded herself, and, like, he, he said that he, she wouldn't eat as much, and he thought that it was just because she was depressed. Like, it was some crazy... Oh, it's uh, some Gone Girl shit. Yeah. Oh. Was it a white woman? Yeah, it was. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're typically the ones who do that. So, But yeah, this other, uh, this other lady, Carly... Uh, no offense to any other no, white no, woman no, out there, no, but here, no. here's the thing, though. You don't see any other woman being called a Karen that ain't white. Yeah, I've seen a few. Okay, fine. But... The huge majority of them... So, yeah, so oh, this, this is when, okay, yeah, Sage, so Sage is actually doing what I, I brought them here to do. It's like, hey, okay, chill, chill the fuck out, because do you really want Karens to really go after you on the show? It's like, yeah, oh. I, I don't need to be Karen. That's, <laughs> you don't, <laughs> um, you're not karen No, the person. Oh, to be Karen. Oh, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, I think I would have said labeled as of. Mm. Um, oh, but, okay. yeah, so this, this girl, Carly, you were saying she did. Because they found her, or I think she, no, she, yeah, she, yeah, they she, no, she showed, she showed up, up and said, yeah, I was kidnapped, yeah. and then the cops checked, kind of like how they checked the uh, uh, yeah, juicy Smollett, yeah. juicy Smollett, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his thing, the... yeah, fucking the wait, he went in the subway, yeah, Dave Chappelle does an awesome rendition of that whole thing, like, wait a minute, you went in the subway, sandwiches at two in the morning, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't know, people, Walmart has a shitload of cameras. You don't think law enforcement's going to use that? Why do you think it's there? Not to stop shoplifting. I mean, partially. It's definitely to stop shoplifting, yeah, but it also... Prosecute, but it's also to go, hey, can we see who purchased what? Because normally, if you're not a smart criminal, you're you're thinking, hey, let me just go buy this stuff. There's no way the cops will figure out I bought it from here. And lo and behold. Surprise. Ta-da! Good transition. You know about all the the housing crisis in California, right? Vaguely. Okay. More familiarized with that. Well, they have. That's just because I read. Thank you for that. Shit, that was an insult, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) Thanking you for being informed for the most of us. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly it. Um. So there is a housing crisis in California, and one of the ways they're going to try to tackle the homelessness problem is California is actually going to be starting to build tiny homes. Okay, I can, that would work. So there's going to be the first batch, about 1,200 of them, are going to be built in this old office park in Sacramento. Okay. Governor Gavin Newsom is, uh, so the whole uh, basically is like, you know, under the microscope for this, along with a lot of other things, when you're the governor of a of a state that can dictate uh, 
policy to other states. And I'm not saying that it's okay what they say, everything goes. But when there's a reason why there's the... Um, I think it's like because we try it and they're like, oh, that is working. Let's do it. <laughs> sort of deal. No. It's California's donate or California's will be like, no, this is how we're going to accept it. And because it's the most populous state then it makes sense for businesses that do that business to apply it everywhere. Because it doesn't make sense to have just one rule for, or one product for Californians and then change it all up for the rest of the country. Yeah, I guess that... that could My reference to that is the, uh, is the vehicles. Yeah. You know, Californians have been... Or, this is how we want to have it, and automakers are like, fine, we'll just do that for everybody. But anyway... Um, so the whole project's going to be about 30 million, which doesn't seem, which is not much when compared to what is it? California has, they're either in the top, I think they're a top five of the global community, global economy or top 10, something astronomical to where if they were their own country, they would still be sitting pretty. Um, so those homes are going to be, uh, some some of the homes are only about 120 square feet, um, tiny, but they can be put together in about 90 minutes. So we're going to okay. see how that works. I know they've done this in other states to help with homelessness. Uh, I know specifically of a story in Utah where they've done this to where it's helped. Yeah, the issue are, and help them get into get back into be integrated into society because if you can get people to buy into what you're doing. What a shocker! Yeah, I mean, I see, They're more I invested. Can that, yeah, because I can see because a lot of the problems that people without homes have is they lack the address to get the jobs, to get the mail, mm. to get certain bills that are required to get that step two into getting a stable job is that they don't have an address. So giving them that address is a big step, and I think that's what they're going for well that and also to get everybody off of the street like centralized street, yeah, it's more, yeah, area because if you get people off the street it does work well with sanitizer yeah the you don't see a lot of shit and... in san francisco <laughs> just thievery yeah, so... yeah, yeah right now that's a right <laughs> you know uh but yeah i think that uh so it does serve dual purposes but i think one of the majors is that step up like that what is it stepping stone sure I'm just trying to let you finish. <laughs> that stepping stone to getting into better, bettering your situation. Get integrated. Yeah. Back again. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, integrated. No? Why not? Yeah. But I just, I think society is integrated in many different ways and, homeless or i think it's unhoused people now no it's homeless um, why would it be unhoused does it sound easier does it sound more disconnected is that why they want to use it i think so i think no i think it's or is homes where the heart is is that it no i was, was i was hearing an npr report and they kept saying unhoused people instead of homeless so i think just it's the verbiage of it. Ah, well, just like me, I'm not going to say what the new Twitter name is. I'm going to keep referring to it as Twitter. So, I'm going to keep saying it's homeless. 
unless until I get a reason as to why I should say unhoused. I'm willing to keep my mind open about it, but mm, that's to me it just it could be that hey, just it's what I've grown up with. It's what I know, but I'm willing to listen and learn. Speaking of learning, um, if you're an MMA fighter, you need to retire in California. Starting in January, California set up a MMA retirement fund. So basically, yeah. So if you fought in 39 rounds of CSAC, yeah, CSAC, Approved matches in California, you're eligible to get money from the fund once you hit 50. And ticket sales through MMA events and even MMA-themed license plates are going to be helping to fund this fund. And what's really interesting about this is California has a type of pension like this for boxers that has been set up since 1982. So that was pretty cool to learn. Nice. Now, are they integrating them together? No, no, no. This is separate. That would be two separate. Yeah, that would be two separate funds. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a sister project, I guess. Or they they saw what worked for boxers and like, hey, we'll just do this for MMA fighters. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Now let's get into that shitty news I was going to talk about because I'm not going to shy away from it, and it's something that I feel should be out there should be discussed because it's one thing it's not being discussed and it's a it's a terrible thing i've i realized this third straight show we've had a a sexual assault type story that has come across the news like it's this thing is weekly because previously it was about um the then these two other things were the two previous ones were about sports but this one is about just a university but the previous one was the michigan state coach who they fired because they said he did sexual harassment stuff. He said not, and they're still in courts about that. Then last week was the Trevor Bauer thing where he came out after they they did, they did settled to basically, hey, let's go our separate ways but not pay anything. But she's still getting three hundred grand from an insurance thing. I don't know how that works. But basically he was able to come out and go, look, she totally made everything up to try to get my money. And now, but this is the worst story so far about it is this is exactly or this is close to what happened at again michigan state with the uh the doctor there who was sexually assaulting and sexually abusing apologies sexually abusing the gymnasts there and the athletes at that school same thing happened at columbia university really yep really a should i give out the name or not? So wait, what? Because the guy was talking. It wasn't. Was he a coach? No, he was a doctor. He was a doctor employed by Michigan State, by the, and Michigan the, State okay, so. had a contract with the U.S. gymnastics mm-hmm. team to be able to mm-hmm. hey, make sure the girls are okay. Well, son oh, yeah. of a bitch. Anywho, so in this instant, I'm asking: Should I give out the name of the guy who was doing this? Or should I just leave it as the obstetrician gynecologist? Because sometimes, you know, in news stories where they're all, why should we get, well, I don't think why this person. Why should we make a yeah, business, basically? Yeah. yeah. So this is yeah. face. Uh, no, we're not going to use jerk. No. Jerk. Okay. No. Not in this sense. No. Not in this sense. Okay. Uh, this person who should have human trials tested on him. 
just awful, awful person. Um, worked at Columbia University and basically was abusing his patients sexually for years. So ProPublica, along with the New York Magazine, came out with this article and revealed that Columbia didn't even take enough action against this person when they became aware of his behavior and they've been pretty defensive since the news had broke and Columbia hasn't even told all of his past patients that he's been convicted and at a recent inauguration for Columbia's new president wow I am not going to try to pronounce that name Jesus Christ Manushafik yeah I have no idea. A uh, hundred over a hundred medical students, joined by survivors, protested, asking the university to let this guy's former patients know. Uh, they also want Columbia to bring in a third party to investigate and share any changes they've made in responses to the scandal. And obviously, Columbia's being typed lit about, tight-lipped about it. And they figure all these lawsuits that are coming in—they've already uh, over. 538 former patients have filed lawsuits and Columbia has just been paying them off. About 200 of 200 of them have been paid around $236.5 million. So basically, that's... Robert Hayden. That's who it was. Um, of Connecticut? No, Columbia University. Columbia University. Because it's a C. Sorry, so Columbia. Because it's a C. So, Dr. Hayden of Columbia University, if you are a patient of his... You need to contact Columbia University. Get a lawyer. Yeah, get a lawyer. File a lawsuit. Yeah, especially if you know or you believe that he has wronged you. Chances are that if you believe that, there's evidence that he has. So he was a little bit about his history in 2012... He was arrested for a reported assault, but was allowed to get back to work by the university and continued his and continued what he was doing for five more weeks before he was suspended. And in 2016, he accepted a plea deal, but didn't serve any jail time. However, later, the Department of Justice stepped in and this January, he was convicted and now serving a 20 year sentence. So Columbia... They did come out um, and apologized after the investigation results were published. So at the time, they weren't letting everybody know, but now they've... Okay, maybe because it was under investigation and they didn't want maybe, it to be taken. Maybe, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that would make sense because when you're investigating something, you don't want to... True, true. Like, um, you know, have people be like, oh, this actually happened when it didn't. Uh, but they, they didn't acknowledge any fault. And one major concern is that survivors want all potential victims of Hayden to be informed so they can pursue legal action, especially since a New York law now allows survivors of sexual abuse to file cases against their abusers or their institutions, even if the statute of limitations has run out. Maybe that's it. Maybe they don't want to be continually sued by survivors. Could be. Because that is a lot of money. Well, yeah, but they're... That's the smallest amount that can be done, or that's the smallest, yeah, of of not of continuing to allow this to occur. And they don't really know what was done or who said what or what what was the It's basically that timeline of when did the university know about this and how were they able to? What was their actions after that? Yeah, like what did they do to minimize or to stop it? Yeah, and. 
so I know it's shitty, but you, for anybody out there who was at Columbia University or saw this doctor, yeah, get a lawyer and work with him because it's it's a it's a small consolation. Uh, but mainly, it's more of just hey, put my name on that list too to show that yeah, because twenty years. I mean, granted, we're going to be at war with China in 17. So I don't know if he'll be pulled out and just into, you know, being cannon fodder. Uh, but. Yeah. <laughs> really? You know Warhammer? I, yeah, I know. I am I, liking you a I lot more. I'm sure, I know you're more of a fan than I am. Still, but for you to be like, hey, I can make a rev- like a sound reference to it instead of just, hey, they scored a point. It's a goal, honey. They scored a basket. It's a touchdown, huh? You know. I can see yeah. one. Um, huh. Let's see. Should I? So, I, I can't, well, let me find something else. Because I don't kind of I don't want to go into talking about tonight's Medal of Honor recipient after that, after that uh, story, but, but uh, getting into murky water there of uh, of uh, some other people use that uh, the uh, so yeah okay. Another thing, um, so New York is proposing legislation to put some regulations on social media platforms like Instagram and YouTube. They want to be able to protect kids from getting sucked into the endless addictive content feeds that might be bad for their mental health. No, it it is bad for their mental health. Um, So the first bill they're looking at is the Safe for Kids Act, and with this, parents could choose to have their kids only see posts in order they're posted, so chronologically, rather than having them curated by an algorithm. There's also part of about letting users block access to social platforms from midnight to 6 a.m. Well, no, that's some. there's other things out there that allow you to do that, but maybe this is more for those apps themselves instead of the device that they use it. Because you could set it up for, okay, my kid's phone is locked, but they could get on the smart TV or the tablet or if they're if you're really well off, a smart refrigerator. I was gonna say nowadays, like you can watch YouTube on your refrigerator. Just the technology. The reach itself. of it is. Yeah. So I think the next step would make sense to have those tech companies. That, that it originates from them yeah. instead of. Yeah. The social media companies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, the second bill, which is called the New York Child Data Protection Act, would make it. So online platforms couldn't use personal data from kids under 18 unless they get clear permission or if it's super necessary. So what's hilarious of this one is, uh, what a shocker, these apps are going, well, you know, um, these are just too restrictive and, you know, it could even be unconstitutional. I want to hear that argument. Where's the unconstitutional part of it? Yeah, responsibility with information that you're gathering from your consumers. Well, there's that, but also this is geared towards kids. Yeah. If anything, 
big companies like this should want to protect the most vulnerable of your society. Yeah, but you don't get this is the whole thing. I'm gonna make a yeah, I know it's all. Oh, I'm gonna make a a hell of a comparison here. Um, and there there could be some truth to it, but this is how my mind's working right now. Uh, this is exactly what cigarettes did back in the day. Get them hooked as kids, and have customers for a shortened amount of (laughs) shortened amount of life. So you get them hooked as kids on these platforms, and then this is what they get. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. Let me get on this, and then cool. I have no idea. I just killed three hours being inundated with different things, and my attention span. Top level procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, that was kind of interesting just to read about and be like, okay, New York, all right. But then what really caught my eye was uh, this tech trade group, NetChoice. Uh, they would rather educate than regulate. Basically put it back on their parents. Hey, let the parents decide. It's like, you know, these parents are not as tech savvy as their children. No. But, hey, it's a good... Well, no, the parent let that let the parents have the decision making. Well, if you put it to the parents saying, "Hey, this app," you could spin it the other way. You could say well, they're, they're also really good at height. Sorry, I didn't mean to go. I know that's um, apologies. I will. We need right, we need to work me? on communication. Communication. Yeah. All right. So finish. I'm going to try to get back to it. See, this is the one thing you need to learn. If I'm on a if I'm on a train, don't knock me off. Ooh. Just spark kick you off the train. Yeah, side. just we're gonna stop right now. Because I want to be cordial. I want to listen to you. Hell, you're the wiser person over here in this in this team. But I think I was you gotta hear what I say, and then you have to give me the look or the cut off talking or the no that's no I'm, this is how you guess that's how we help educate everybody else let's listen to this everybody in the cyber tech community in ashburn virginia <laughs> i didn't forget about you and we didn't forget about you either face son of a bitch um okay where was i oh yeah the education rather than regulation so you could spin it to where you could say look parents We've put these implementations in place without the need for regulation. So you can have, you can be rest assured that your kid is not going to be inundated with this stuff. Then what happens? Oh, you implemented that? Okay, Timmy, you can use this, but you can't use these other ones that are similar to that one because they don't have that. They're not being responsible with what they're putting out there. So now what happens? Now that platform be- gets a much bigger share of those future consumers because they went ahead and told everybody, look, we made sure that this is, we put those regulations, those stop gaps, stop gaps in our app ourselves. We didn't need to be told by a state government or federal law to be able to do that. Because when you hear a company being responsible, you go, you know what? I'm going to go check them out. I'd rather go with them because they actually are showing they're being responsible where these other competitors are not. Kind of force them to be able to change the industry through responsibility. There you go. That's a, that's a much better transition into 
Tonight's Medal of Honor recipient, the reason I like to do this is because, as I stated earlier in the show, I want to be able to state these soldiers who did extraordinary things, not for recognition, not to be, not for money. They did it to keep their fellow soldier alive. And tonight we're going to be talking about Colonel Harvey Curtis Barney Barnum Jr. He served in the Vietnam War. He was, at the time of the action, he was a first lieutenant. He was with Company H, 2nd Battalion, 9th Marines, 3rd Marine Division, Rhine FMF. He served with the Marine Corps, and this occurred on December 18, 1965, outside the village of Kai Phu, Quang Tinh Province in the Republic of, in the Republic of Vietnam. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity, at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, when the company was suddenly pinned down by a hail of extremely accurate enemy fire and was quickly separated from the remainder of the battalion by over 500 meters of open and fire-swept ground and casualties mounted rapidly, Lieutenant Barnum quickly made a hazardous reconnaissance of the area, seeking targets for his artillery. Finding the rifle company commander mortally wounded and the radio operator killed, he, with complete disregard for his safety, gave aid to the dying commander, then removed the radio from the dead operator and strapped it to himself. He immediately assumed command of the rifle company and moving at once in the midst of the heavy fire, rallying and giving encouragement to all units, reorganizing them to replace the loss of key personnel and lead their attack on enemy positions from which deadly fire continued to come. His sound and swift decisions and his obvious calm served to stabilize the badly decimated units and his gallant example as he stood exposed repeatedly to point out targets served as an inspiration to all. Provided with two armed helicopters, he moved fearlessly through enemy fire to control the air attacks against the firmly entrenched enemy, while skillfully directing one platoon in a successful counterattack on the key enemy positions. Having thus cleared a small area, he requested and directed the landing of two transport helicopters for the evacuation of the dead and wounded. He then assisted in the mopping up and final seizure of the battalion's objective. His gallant initiative and heroic conduct reflected great credit upon himself and were in keeping with the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and the U.S. Naval Service. That was, Kurt, that was Colonel Harvey Curtis Barney Barnum Jr., who received the Medal of Honor for his actions taken on December 18, 1965 in Vietnam. It is something else to learn about these soldiers that have done these things. And you sit there and go, why, why are we not, why is there not something set up to where, because I know one of the easiest ways to digest information is by watching it. I know listening to me is a second good option, but 
when you watch Band of Brothers and you watch the Pacific, how well that's done and how well how that reached more people to understand what it was like over there and what those men and women went through, you sit here and go, how in the fuck is there not something done for this? Are you are you telling me that after hearing all of that, after hearing a unit come after come under heavy fire and get disorganized, that being able to focus on Corner Barnum and be able to see what he did on how he was able to rally everybody and turn the tide, so to say, to be able to show that he was that he understood what he needed to get done so that he could save as many lives as possible and take the objective that they needed to. You mean to tell me nobody would watch that? Nobody would enjoy seeing that? I don't believe it. I don't. And there's a... As we learned, fucking Ford makes... One plant makes one-sixth of their money, which is $25 billion. There's enough money in the world to be able to do this, is what I'm saying. We could be able to do this. We could be able to see these things instead of... I don't mind doing it. I'm going to keep on doing it. But the more areas that we can be able to reflect and show what these soldiers did, that actually might be helpful in changing the perception on feeling like the country isn't doing as well as it actually is. That's why we include the good news. To be like, hey, there's actually good shit that's happening here. Yeah, there's also bad shit. But it's not all bad. And I honestly have not figured out how to end this show yet. I don't even know if I want to keep, if I want to talk about the Medal of Honor recipient at the end. I think that's appropriate because if we start at the beginning, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem right. Middle seems like maybe it, eh, I'll figure it out. Hell, it's the disorderly show, so I get to, it's aptly named. I can do whatever I want because I'm the one in charge. <laughs> uh, but still haven't figured out how to gracefully end the show uh, well you've been listening to the disorderly show with face for radio that's me and sage appreciate you sage always taking your time out of your busy day to be able to make sure and Assist me with other points of view so I don't... Those are the reasons why I like you here. Thank you. (laughs) For being a... (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) You also heard the musical stylings of White Bat Audio. And their name, because it's not just White Bat Audio. That's how you find them in YouTube. But it's Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. If you want to check them out, they actually have a lot of copyright-free, royalty-free music, which I appreciate them doing. And they also, the reason I also pick them, this is badass music. It's not just, uh, okay, I don't see how this fits in anywhere, especially the type of show that I do and the type of energy I bring to this place. So I appreciate them doing that. And with that, I appreciate you. Yes. All the cybersecurity people and tech people and government agents in Ashburn, Virginia, to everybody listening in Brussels, and for everybody else who's picked this up, who's figured out, like, what the hell is this all about? Appreciate you listening at least once. <laughs> at least once you've been able to do it. This is Face Radio signing off for this week, and we will talk with you 
next week. Yeah, it's a weekly show. If uh, if that wasn't uh, clear. <laughs>